0: have a title, but I hope that the message is impactful enough that you will remember it. But I want to just lift the relationship between uh, David and Jonathan. Uh, David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of King Saul. Now, we all know David. David was a um, man after God's own heart. It was through David's lineage that, that Jesus Christ came. And there was this, there's this beautiful, biblical, um, supernatural relationship that organically happened um, between David and Jonathan. I had a call uh, this week from another pastor. Um, God seems to be sending me other pastors. Uh, just, I, don't, I, I don't quite understand uh, what's going on. But I had a call from this pastor, and he's in an interesting place. And as he began to share a bit of his story, um, he, he says these words to me. He says, I just believe that Now I've, I've never met him. I've, um, I've, I've never met him. He's followed me at a distance, uh, as much as close you can follow somebody on social media or whatever. And he says these words. He says, "I just believe that we're supposed to be covenant brothers in this season." That that, that statement just kind of, kind of stood out to me. Okay, so I've not met you. I'm not saying no. I don't think you're being manipulative. You 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 have a have a good reputation, doing a kingdom work, but ain't ain't that kind of too soon? Covenant brothers, now could have been prophesying, could have been saying, you know, that that's what I see God doing, um, that's what God is saying. But you know, just that, that just it just didn't it didn't push me away, but it did awaken something in me. That struck me that there was. Nothing in me that was necessarily agreeing with what he was saying, um, but it it didn't mean that I didn't wanna pursue or look at the possibility of developing a relationship um, with with him. First scenario, call I got this week. Second scenario, I've got two lifelong friends. Two lifelong friends. I've known Bernard since kindergarten. We went to Woodward together and we've kept up with each other since we were um, well how old are you in kindergarten? six? five? however long that is known um, Bernard that long uh, my other lifelong friend came in, in college and that's that's my friend, that's my friend Gary when I, when I left for Africa um, you know we had to have that talk my wife and I had to have that talk now if anything happens to me you know it was that talk and you know, I think I'd be irresponsible yeah. not to get her going in the right direction. So, you know, we have to have that talk. If, if anything happens to me, um, if w- w- whatever it is, if I don't come back, um, uh, if anything happens to me, call Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary, by the way, wasn't the only person I told her to call. But, but there's, there's this Lifelong connection That's my brother Gary cut covenant with me We first started I meet with Gary I, I've discipled Gary I, 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 I know about he and his wife's Relationship I, Godfather to his, to his Children that's, that's a covenant Relationship And so I tell my wife um, One person that you call is that you call you call Gary do y'all see the difference between the phone call I got from somebody saying I think we in this season we're supposed to be covenant brothers and me entrusting knowing that my wife, my children the business of this church that everything I have everything that I don't have all, all my all my stuff all, all the stuff I never told y'all about on Sunday mornings you know Gary knows that's covenant story between David and Jonathan is one of the best pictures that I can present supernatural quality based relationship And on, on the outside it can look a little one-sided but at the core of the relationship between David and Jonathan, there, there's this mutuality. Let me pause and say, David is the one who has been anointed to be king. Jonathan is Saul's son. We we know who Saul is. Saul is the first king, the current king over Egypt, and Jonathan is his son. Jonathan is the one that's supposed to take the throne. But here comes the shepherd boy who has been anointed, who's oily, who's God's pick. And now David is en route to taking Saul's place. But Saul has a son that is more the same age bracket than David. It could look a little one-sided. You got this shepherd boy that's on the run from your daddy and you the prince, you the heir apparent. It it, it can look a little one-sided, but at the core of of, of what's being there is of what's there, there's this beautiful element of relationships that that I think we all ought to have if we're going to enter into a kingdom relationship. Now, a lot of times when you start talking about folk, you know you 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 pick the character that you like the most that's got the best outcome so so David and Jonathan what I mean is you 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 see yourself probably as the David because Jonathan dies right. <laughs> even though he the Prince David is the King anointed so so you 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 you're gonna see you gonna see even even through this that you probably, and it's human nature, going to lean towards more David. We were talking about Paul and Barnabas. You probably see yourself more as the Paul. We just lean towards uh, the greater, more influential character. But I want to tell you today that there will be relationships in your life where sometimes you will be on the David side. And other times you will be... On the Jonathan side. It depends on what season you're in. And what position God is calling you to play. I'll just, I just say that, you know, just as a, a little footnote. Uh, that I want you to keep your minds open and not just look for the next few minutes uh, at what I'm saying. Or listen to what I'm saying just through the vantage point of David. There's a power in covenant. We see, we see the concept of covenant beginning in Scripture. Um, back in Genesis chapter 15, uh, God enters in the covenant with Abraham. They take a, an animal, they cut it in half, and um, God enters in the covenant. Blood was shed. We, we see covenants throughout the entire, uh, entire Bible. We, we see the covenant that God makes with Noah. Noah, I promise you, I will never destroy the earth by water Again, Next time, it's going to be fire. God enters in the covenant with Israel. Um, uh, Jesus is the one who, who depicts the new covenant. Matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 24, Hebrews 12, 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. So when you shift from the Old Testament to the New Testament um, and the church is birthed in Acts chapter 2, um, now that there, the resurrection has happened and Jesus has ascended, there's a new covenant. It's, it's this progressive revelation. And so now Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling. Do you see blood? But it's involved with, with covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Covenant was a really serious matter. It was a really serious matter. I found this little uh, write-up in, in the New Manners and Customs of the Bible. One of the tools in which I use research says this. The two contracting parties, people who are making covenant, kill an animal, cut the body in two, and pass between the parts. Some commentators believe that the design was to symbolize a curse that if the covenant should be broken, the same fate would befall the party who violated it as befell the animal. So if I'm in a covenant with you and I don't do my part then curse comes on me for not living up to the agreement that we made. When two people divorce the covenant is severed. There has been a blood covenant. I won't go into all that. Um, but. But but when there's the breaking of two people, um, you 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 kind of walk around. You know they even have a book called Scarlet Letter. Covenant is serious. Covenant matters to God. And in the day of Facebook friends, how many Facebook friends you can collect? I can't. You know this side note. I, I pull, walk up to me and say we're friends on Facebook. Oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right, yeah, I, I, I liked your post the other day. Remember that post you did? Yeah, okay. And in a day where the word friend is just thrown around, in a day where friendship is really just another word, it used to mean something, it used to mean something. Uh, fr- friends, friends may not be the one you are probably in covenant with And likely you, you, you don't need to be If they're just a friend You, you, you might not need to uh, cut covenant with them You might want to just keep them on Facebook Here, Here's where it all starts 1 Samuel chapter 18 I want to look at verse 1 1 Samuel 18, verse 1. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul. Now, i got to explain to you, in chapter 17, David has just killed Goliath. And, And now, after he kills Goliath, there's this conversation that David has with King Saul. So that's how chapter 17 ends. And now chapter 18 begins. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul... Of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and he would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Saul takes David after he's just killed Goliath. He brings him into his house. Verse 3. Then Jonathan and David. Here we are. Here we are for Facebook. This is nothing casual. But because of what had happened on the insides of them, remember the Bible says that, that as, as David is speaking to Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit to David. Before they even met. It was something that was in Jonathan that reached out and grabbed hold. Grabbed hold of David verse 3 then Jonathan and David made a covenant they meet there's this witness between David they enter in the covenant says verse 3 because he loved him as his own soul and Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor even to his sword and his bow and his belt we're going to come back to that at the end here's the first thing I notice as you are building relationships and we're being very deliberate to build relationships in this house, particularly this year. This is the year to build. But you're building relationships outside as well. Always meeting someone. Someone comes on the job, somebody leaves the job. Somebody moves into the neighborhood, somebody as, as you're building relationships. I just kind of want to, I just kind of wanna, wanna wanna focus you. I, I want to give you something to look for. That will show you the depth that that relationship should be. First thing that I see between Saul, or excuse me, Jonathan and David, first thing, it is a giving relationship. It is a giving relationship. It's giving. It's not a taking. relationship. It's a giving relationship. I had a really big problem when we first started the church. Um, I had a real big problem receiving uh, from people. I had a real big problem. So here we are and uh, starting church and I, I, I was used to going to dinner and always picking up the bill. But now the bill picking me up. So God speaks somebody put something on somebody 's heart um, and I start feeling you know well, I, don't, I don't know what they want from me why why are they being so nice why why they give me this much money you ain't start looking for you trying to endear me to something else later? Can I just tell you that any life-giving kingdom relationship there's some giving and some receiving there's some giving and some taking i might not be able to pick the bill up but i might have an authority or know somebody over here that can that can help you and you know what when you're in a real life-giving relationship you don't keep tabs Can I just say, if you always, I think I'm prophesying. If you always picking the bill up, beware. You you, you ain't never got no money. I I, I, I ain't going to ask. Who am I talking to? I ain't ain't even going to ask. Now I ain't got the last 12 bills. And as I look at my life, no, they There now area in my life that's no better because I know you. Sometimes you just want folk to pay for the appetizer. You know, just 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 act like you're gonna reach for your pocket. And just just real slow. Catch me before I get there. Catch me for I I got this one. I I got this one. I I got this one. I I got that. You know, you wait, waiting for him to say something. I got the tip. I got the door. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) door, excuse me, Gwinnett. Door, I got the door. (laughs) Kingdom solid relationships, there's got to be some giving. But there's also got to be some some receiving. Here's the picture that you'll never forget what a life-giving relationship looks like. I want you to imagine um, a ship, a cargo ship. That pulls into the dock. When a cargo ship pulls into the dock, it's already got freight on it. And when it pulls into the dock, it's picking up some new freight, but then some old freight is being delivered. There's this exchange. Every dock it pulls into, you, you, you. you see see some old freight that was going from point A to point B coming off, and then there's some new freight that's got to to go from point B to point F. So there's this constant exchange. There's some taking off, and then there's some putting on. If somebody's always taking something off you, put them off your ship. You should always be taking and receiving, giving and taking. There has to be this mutuality uh, that, that, that's, that's there. Huh? Here, here it is. Here it is. It was, it was, watch this now. Watch. What was exchanged was something personal. I, I really wasn't expecting for this to be no shout, sh- shouting. sermon. I wouldn't expect nobody to get happy and you know, run around and I want you to get this one. I can't be in relationship if I don't know something about you. Why, why am I always showing you my underwear? Figuratively. I mean, I need to go on record with this one. That's, that's the wrong sound bite. I ain't never shown nobody, male, female, my underwear. I ain't never asked to see none. I could further clarify, but I better just keep keep moving. Look, the relationship, it should be, it should be something personal. This is what ought to differentiate acquaintances from friends. That there ought to be there ought to be some something personal. Now, verse four of eighteen. First Samuel 18.4 says, and Jonathan took off the robe that was on him. He done took off his robe and gave him something personal. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that in, in, in a minute. So, so, so You've got to know something about something. Yeah. you got good credit, bad credit. Don't I just, you know, got a retirement plan. i got to know how much in it. I mean, you you saving for the future. Your kid's crazy? You, you, you and your wife are. Right? I mean, you, and I, unfortunately, I had to learn this the hard way. Because here I am in the kingdom, right? I'm kingdom. I'm from church. I'm in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, there's transparency. And all of us love God. And all of us are going to heaven. And all of us, you know, are going to sing kumbaya. And I'm like, here I am. Telling folk too much. And they had not qualified to be in covenant with me. So I'm telling you all, all, all my business. I don't know none of yours. And then you know you done told the wrong person when you hear from somebody else. Uh-oh, uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Some of us get legitimized by telling our stuff. Quit talking to folk about what's going on in your bedroom. If it's popping, let it pop. If you don't hear no slump, ain't nobody got to know, let's let's just, just tell them, I got the prayer request, I got the prayer request, I, I got the prayer request. Why y'all looking at me like this? I, I, Trying to help you. I'm trying to bless somebody. I'm trying to get your friend life in order. Trying to get you in the right relationship with the right person. First thing, it it was an exchange of something personal. Here's the second thing that I noticed about the relationship between David and Jonathan it was forged in a season of shift that there was some shifting that was going on I, I got to tell you all this. I got a little personal problem because have you ever noticed how much preachers talk about this the season of and, and all I've got is different seasons if we had a new season should we all be in the fall I'm sorry the relationship between David and Jonathan was forged in a season of shift. I want to tell you if God is shifting some stuff in your life now, He could be about to bring you a different caliber friend. This side didn't get it. So, is this to see Y'all in the season of shift or something? Something happened? When God is taking you from here to here, your old friends might not fit in your new season. And whenever you get into a new season, God's got to give you some new stuff to make it through. And this relationship between, look, David has just killed Goliath. This joker has been plaguing the Israelites all this time. Uh, David brings him down. That's a sign of a new shift. The king brings David in the house. He said, you can't go back to your daddy's house. I I got to have the champions to live with me. That's a new season. Uh, uh, And at the precipice. Of a new season. Jonathan is talking to his father. To, uh, 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 D- David is talking to Saul. Jonathan's father. And God does something on the inside of him. He, he sets off. The Bible says. And their souls were knit together. Oh, I wish I could. I, I wish I could make this. I wish I could make this more plain. See, see, the problem is, well, let, let, me even, let me not even say it. If you are in a new season, yeah. start asking God for your Jonathan. Yeah. Or asking God for your David. God, God typically has, has new relationships for new seasons. Church be 13 in January. Ain't no, very few folk that are here today shifted with me when I left Salem and started the church. They're just looking around, one, two. Four. Got five folk in here, I think. Six. Six people. Seven. Sitting right in front of me, Ms. Lou. You sitting right in front of me. Amen. And I stood up on that Sunday morning, Sunday before Thanksgiving. Hadn't told nobody nothing. Nobody but my dad and my brother, and my mom, and Gary. And while I'm saying God is calling me into a new place, seven folk knit their hearts to me. Amen. You know what God told me? God told me, don't ask anybody to come with you. He said, because you're going to pick the wrong folk. You're going to pick folk that you think got money, folk that you think can help you, got administrative skills. He said, he, and then he reminded me, lest the Lord build a the house. They that labor, labor in vain. God challenged me. He said, either you're going to build you a church or you're going to let me build my church. And God gave, gave me some Jonathans and some Davids. There has been a knitting in my heart. For the season I'm in. When you get to your new season. Don't sow folk on to you. Am I too heavy? Did I go to Africa? And pick up, pick up a, a weightier anointing? Let God knit them to you. Because, huh? Where you're going in the season when it comes, if you're in it, where you're going, you need to know who's with you is really with you. I kind of feel that one. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you're raising. Uh, David's for some and Jonathan's for others. Prepare our hearts for the knitting that you are going to do. We, we trade in our needle. We ain't going to sew nobody on us. We trust you in this new season. Give us eyes to recognize them when they come into our lives. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Find it find it really interesting how uh, David and Jonathan they come together first time around a fight. First, first Samuel chapter 13. I didn't catch it either. First Samuel chapter 13. I'm in I'm in verse one. Saul, we know who Saul is, right? King. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel. Saul chose for himself 3,000 men of Israel. 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and in the mountains of Bethel. And 1,000 he gave to his son, Jonathan. The rest of the people he sent away, every man to his tent. What, what, what would make Jonathan pick somebody that didn't give him some to protect himself with? Jonathan literally has to turn his back on Saul in order to be knit together with David. And Saul had provided for him. Saul had taken care of him. Saul had said, you know what, you're doing a good job. You take this thousand. I got the 2000. Son, go fight. You know why? It wasn't any disrespect to his father. God, dog it. But it was him being obedient to his father. Uh, some of y'all reading between the lines. uh, 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 Jonathan felt called to David it wasn't that he didn't want what his daddy was doing but there was no knitting going on but can I say that Jonathan kept serving his dad even though his covenant brother had been declared his dad's enemy they 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 understood the fight together can I tell you some of your best friends the relationship is going to be forged when you're fighting for something that's why folk come back from Vietnam With army buddies, we we done got in trenches together. We done dodged bombs. We done been blown up. You know, we done been to the VA together. When you start going through something with somebody, there's a knitting together that begins to happen. And and as you're fighting, God's going to start sending you somebody that will get in the trenches. I'm so grateful for the folk that get in the trenches with me. I'm over in Africa, God, I'm telling the prayer team, telling the folk, telling the, I need you to pray like this, need you to pray like this, but let me tell you this, this story, um, so I had to preach with an interpreter, they preach French, they, 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 excuse me, they speak French, so I had to preach with an interpreter, have never preached with an interpreter before, it was probably one of the things that was causing me the most, you know, concern, what is it going to be like, will I be able, to, see, preaching is, is rhythmic, um, th- th- there's a rhythm you get um, when, when you start preaching. And sometimes, you know, you, you crescendo, you bring it down. But there's, there's this rhythm that's on the inside, your voice, your cadence, and this, that, and the other. There's this rhythm. And whenever someone, ha- it, when you have an interpreter, it changes your, change your rhythm up. Because, you know, you have to be more economical with your words. And so I'm used to preaching fast and talking fast. I can be wordy, um, loquacious, if you would. And so now to have uh, someone else that i got to wait for them to figure out what I said to say it, that, that'll, that'll mess up your rhythm. I'm like, y'all got interpreter school? Anybody can tune to me? I need to come a day early. I said I know how to fix this one. I told prayer team, I I did, need y'all to pray for synergy with me and the interpreter. There was somebody who had been there before, and had you know for some few years back, they got up with their interpreter. Boy, they untripped all over themselves. They unstepped on feet and toes. and Me? I was smooth as butter. I was smooth as butter. I was giving the right words. Give enough words. That was supernatural. Oh, y'all are missing it. Y'all... I had some Davids and Jonathans that was fighting along with me. And this relationship was being forged in the middle of a battle. Me going there wasn't just to talk to pastors and to preach to folks. It was God doing something. God needed my voice so I don't know why he needed it, but God needed my voice to open up something, to, to release something, to, to let something go. We were in war. We, we just didn't see the bullets. There was something that was being forged. And whenever you go through a fight, you need a friend. You need a David or a Jonathan that's going to stand with you. Ain't going to let you fall. That's going to cover you. That understands. You, you, You need to give yourself some deliverance. Quit holding on to expired relationships. tried it I tried you know you you you, you don't want to let them go because uh, you know what they, they how they were and then you know you ever had spoiled milk my mom taught me something you know we used to eat cereal right and um mom bought a gallon of milk and have an expiration date on it first thing she told me when you go to the grocery store you you get the you get the the date that's the furthest out your mama taught y'all, taught you um, So, so, so when, when Saturday mornings came, even if the date was beyond what was on the, the gallon of milk, what'd your mom teach you to do? You take the top off because <laughs> you can smell spoiled milk. But, but if the date is beyond what's on there, and you open up and you smell it, and it don't smell tart. Uh-huh. That's some good cereal right there. That's some good cereal milk. But have you ever had spoiled milk? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you give you bubble guts, and uh, you know, this, it just, just made, oh, God, I need, mm Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, why y'all look at me like that, like, y'all know what bubble guts is. Can I tell you that some of your friends are making your stomach hurt, because you're keeping them in your life beyond their expiration date. You've been smelling it, but you kept drinking them. Ah And spoiled milk will give you bubble guts. Some of your headaches gonna leave when you get rid of some of them friends that have passed their expiration date. Your burden is gonna get lighter when you. anybody know what I'm talking about? Let me tell you, let me tell you. anybody keep pulling you back into an old season? anybody that's still, you trying to follow Jesus, they talking about we're going to strip club night. You, you're gonna drive, you're gonna be dead. That, that's, oh, that's bubble guts. That's, that'll give you, you wanna go, but you're living for Jesus. And you know if you go, The Bible says that when they cut covenant, John gives David all this stuff. Everybody doesn't deserve to carry your stuff. Amen. Here, here's, here, here's my final point. Here, here's my final point. First thing I notice that when you're building relationships, it's gotta be a giving relationship. Gotta be some give take. Gotta be some give take. Can't be one way. Gotta be some give take. Then there's the exchange of something personal. And then the next thing, the next thing as you're building relationship. It's a relationship that's forged in a season of shifting. God raises up new, new new david's and jonathan's in your life here's the final thing when it's a kingdom relationship it lasts but the season it's supposed to last you got to put that one on there you got to put that one on there when it's a kingdom relationship it will last for the season it's supposed to last you know, I've always said, there are some people here that I will bury or will bury me. Been here for the beginning, for the longest years. Either I'm going to bury them or they're going to bury me. It's gonna, that, that's the length of the season. Death is the conclusion of the season of that relationship. Then there's going to be some folk that's just here for a little while. God sends them to advance what he's doing, but lets me benefit while he's advancing. And when he is done advancing, using them to advance, he shifts them somewhere. Else. Then there are other folk that come in just to give you hell. But you know what I've learned? I've learned, even folk that give you hell, you can still learn something from them. Uh-oh, I done hit a nerve. Some of y'all know the flavor of hell you ain't going to take no more. And you never would have learned it if the hell raiser hadn't come in your life. And so God was bringing them in your life so you could learn not to tolerate that kind of hell. And when you see that kind of hell coming, you're like, hell no, uh-uh. That's legitimate, isn't it? I ain't crushed. That, that's, that's legitimate. Like, I don't want that kind of hell. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the now. Hell to the no. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back in all my glory. I'm back, Jack. I'm back. All right, I'm finished. Okay, so verse 4. Verse 4. Put up verse 4. Put up verse 4 for me. Put up verse 4. All right, look. And John took off the robe that was on him and gave it to today. He, he took off what? He, t- he took off the robe and he gave it. But look what else he gave. He gave armor, sword, bow, and his What did he have on? That just hit me. I hope he had something fun in that thing. Some boxes of briefs. I mean, I hope he had Let me give you some of this back, bro. And he gave him, gave him his robe. You know what a robe symbolize? Rope symbolizes. He says, I'm putting you under all the authority that I have. You can come underneath it. Can I just tell you that you need a friend that's going to give you access to what they have. Y'all, 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 y'all not feeling me, are you? Look for a friend that will give you their robe. You got permission to get in my life. You got permission to ask me the hard questions. You got permission to come and sit at my... T- I was texting back, back and forth with somebody. And I said, I didn't invite myself. They said, you always invited. They have given me their robe. Quit picking folk that just want what you got and won't share what they got. All right, it says, it says that he gave him, he gave him his robe. Then, 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 he, then he gave him his armor. He took off what would protect him. And he said, I'm going to protect you. If you roll in with somebody that won't protect you, don't cut covenant with them. I need somebody that's gonna cover me. I, I, I need somebody that's, that's gonna that's, no, you can't see that. Uh-uh. No, I got you. I'll handle that one. No, nope. we ain't got to say about that. Let's just go ahead. I need somebody that's gonna give me that armor. Let me protect you in this way. I see, I see some files coming of folk that need to make some text messages or ask somebody to coffee this week and just kick them out your life to say, thank you, but no thanks, I'm shifting. I th- I'm, I'm shifting. I- You've got to tell me you're looking for somebody that's going to cover them or that's going to cover you. You just know that you need somebody to cover you. You need some, something to put on you. He says, I, he says I'm going to give you my authority. He says, I'm going to give you my covering. But then he says, I'm going to give you my sword. I'm giving you a metric on how to judge when a Jonathan comes into your life. I'm going to give you a sword. The sword is the ultimate symbol of warfare, it's a fight for the faith. Why, why do folk go to battle to win something? And there's a fight that's raging over your destiny. <laughs> A, the enemy is fighting to try to keep you from where God is taking you, and you need somebody that's going to help you fight to get to where you are. We might not walk in together; I might get my leg blown off, but I'm going to drag you in. You need somebody that will fight for you and fight. That's why I love that woman—five foot two, brown eyes, pretty, nice lips, hips, and fingertips. She'll fight with me. She'll fight cried her makeup off and stayed up all night and anointed me with oil and stood up when she didn't she she didn't have to stay gave her, she'll fight with me you need somebody that will fight with you and fight for you sir, don't you quit that woman right now she was with you when you were broke she was with you when you didn't have nothing She, she got a figure like she got, because she done had babies for your behind. Don't you? I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here, or somebody streaming, or somebody that will see that later. But you got to understand, ain't nobody gonna fight for you like she will fight for you. You don't like what she look like? Go join the gym with her. Help her, baby. Me and you gonna get through this together. Y'all don't like me now. That's all right. I took the offering. That's okay. That's all right. He, 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 said, he said, I'm over time. He said, he said I'm going to give you the robe, I'm going to give you the armor, I'm going to give you the sword. He said, and I'm going to give you the bow. The bow is the symbol of truth. Can I tell you, when you're in, in the covenant with a David or a Jonathan, you want somebody that's going to tell the king he's naked. Tell me my slip showing. Tell, tell me, tell me you don't, you don't like this or, you know, that you ain't, you don't handle that right. Then there's a way to tell me. Hold up, wait, hold on. Hold, wait, hold. Slow your roll, stop, pump the brakes. I ain't to talking to you. No, you need to say it with some seasoning in your grace in your mouth. Hey, hey, hey man, I need to holler at you recently had a conversation with somebody, had a problem with me who did something, something I did something some time back. They didn't like what I did, but they didn't understand why I did it. They started they start bumping their gums and doing it the wrong way. I said, hey dog. Or dog yet, I mean, you know. But because I'm in covenant with them. Because God has knit our hearts together. We learned from that thing. I messed up again. Say, hey, look, I, 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 need to, I need to talk to you. Remember when you said, yeah. You know, you're exactly right, but this is what I was thinking. You tell me the truth. If folk can't handle truth in your life, they need to leave. Aren't you tired of living a life built on lies? Only time men should lie to their wives. Only time. Only time. If she say, do I look fat in this? (laughs) Lie. Well, don't ask him then. I didn't really say that. Um, He gave him robe, gave him armor, gave him a sword, gave him a bow. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. And his belt. you know what the belt was for? Belt keeps stuff together. All right. yeah. And the, 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 the message behind the belt, as you're finding your Jonathan or your David, as you're building relationships, you need somebody gonna help you hold it together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anybody ever wow. almost lost it and just came undone? Yeah. Don't push me. Because I'm close to the edge, <laughs> I'm trying not to lose my head. Oh, 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 oh. Make to, and to you need somebody that's going to hold you when you get to the edge. Come on back here. I ain't, I ain't pushing you. I'm pulling you. Come on. on. We're going to keep this together. Let's, let, let's pray about this thing. I'm finished. I'm done. Um, Listen, you will not get to your next place of destiny by yourself. You ain't going to do it. You will not get to where God is calling you. The kingdom is built on relationships. And if you ain't got relationships with folk, you're not living in the fullness of the kingdom opportunities and benefits. You know how many folk can pray for Jojo and a kidney? So. That's what some folk don't like. Smaller churches, because you can't hide. Some folks want larger churches because they can sit in the back and they can keep living a life of sin. They can keep dropping it like it's hot and I my get lit. And, oh, yeah. Kiki, are you with me and you you're riding? Me side, yeah, I'm with you. don't get in your business Jesus demonstrates how to have healthy relationships maybe I'll talk about this there was only one beloved disciple he had 12 there was only one beloved but then he took three up with him on the mountain of transfiguration Peter, James, and John then there were the others You got to have levels in your life with folk. Can they, we all disciples. We all friends. We, we all in the kingdom together. But you ain't supposed to be on this mountain with me. And you know what else? You got to be all right with not being in somebody's friend circle, too. You just got to be all right. They didn't invite you. They didn't invite you. Okay, you didn't invite me. it's not they don't like you it's not your breath thing. it's not that you funky none of those kind of things they, they, you're just not in their circle I'm about to preach another sermon y'all stand on y'all's feet
1: y'all stand on your feet
0: just, just, just reach out across the aisle every hand get a hand every hand get a hand